just as I was coming into the pulpit, which the Lord does quite often on me, let me read this one scripture. And I guess it would be the title of this message today in here. Isaiah 53rd chapter says it in verse 1 like this. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Now keep in mind, the thing I would ask you today is, who has believed our report? Today, the scriptures I've been reading on this morning and last night, and uh, uh, actually all week I've been listening to it, and the Lord directed me and gave me a thought on it. And Teresa, if you would, I want to go to the book of Numbers, uh, and let's go to the 13th chapter, and we're going to be reading just a few scriptures from the 13th chapter, and we're going to be preaching out of the 14th chapter. Uh, but today... Moses, in the 13th chapter, verse 17, it said, Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan, and said to them, Go up this way unto the south, and go up to the mountains, and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are forces there or not. And I want to shoot out in bright letters what Moses instructed them. Be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. Now I want to preach on a season. Amen. God didn't just send them anytime. He wanted Moses to take them or send them there when the ripes, the grapes were ripe in the first harvest of and I want you to realize today that as God, Moses, give these 12 spies the instructions, Moses' hope was that when they come back, they will have words of encouragement. Now I want you to know that during this moment of the Israelites' uh, journey from Egypt to the Promised Land, that was right at the threshold of entering into God's promises that he had made unto Abraham. He was, they was right at the door. Amen. And when they went over there and they started seeing the things, amen, and looking at the, uh, the Bible says if you go right on down, amen, into the, uh, uh, the 23rd verse, that when they went, they had cut a cluster of grapes that was so large. The largest cluster I ever seen of grape was probably about this big, you know, something about this size. But the Bible says that the cluster they cut 
was so huge that they had to put it on a pole and two men carry it, amen, back to give the report. But now I want you to look at what they said. And this is why, now this message is for somebody today, this is why that we tend today in the flesh to believe the wrong report. And it costs us more than we are willing to pay. Amen. When you do not believe the accurate report. Isaiah in the 53rd chapter, Isaiah begins to tell the report of Christ and Him crucified and the suffering that He was going through and going to uh, take upon Himself that you and I might have life and have it more abundantly. People today are not believing the report. Listen to what it says here. As I read this and, and I thought, my God, that people don't change, do they? They just don't change. They still the same today as they was 6,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago. You know, listen to what it said. When the spies returned in the 27th verse, they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit. Show them the grapes. This is the fruit. Nevertheless, in other words, you could say in that 28th verse, but... We would put it today in our terminology. But the people who dwell in the land are strong. Duh. What are you saying, preacher? Israel got so used to God fighting their battles and he would not have stopped, Brother Ricky. He's not acquitting God. He was not going to stop on them. He was not going to lead them all the way up to the threshold and then tease them with it and then say, no, y'all can't have it now. Uh, Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. And the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak here. And if you do a little study on Anak, in that day and time, what it said Anak was, listen to this note. The word Anak was synonymous with monstrous. In other words, they come back and they said, there's monsters there. They're so huge and they're so big. They're monsters. And the people's heart of Israel begin to faint. Oh, Lord, what do you mean? What is there then? We can't fight stuff like that. I'm not going to take my little youngins into a place like that. I'm not going to go over in there. Amen. I don't care how much the milk and honey flow. I don't care how much the grapes grow. I don't care how fertile the land is. I can't do it. Well, what happened, Brother Ricky? Fear struck into their hearts. Fear was placed into their minds. They didn't go and believe the report. But listen to what we find here, amen. Caleb quieted them down. Caleb, in other words, said, hush, hush. In the 30th verse. In other words, what are you doing? Caleb's trying to tell the other day, what are you doing? You're putting fear into the heart of the people here. You're discouraging them. What are you doing? Stop. But it was too late. They begin to believe a report. They begin to believe a report that they couldn't do it. 
But listen to a man who had faith in the God that brought him through the Red Sea. Who had faith in the God that brought water out of a rock to let him drink. Who had faith, amen, who, uh, 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 into a God that brought manna from down from the heavens every day to feed them. Listen to what he said. Let us go up at once. In other words, right now. Let's take off right now. Let us go at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. You want to see the difference in men of faith? That's a man of faith that says, no, I ain't giving up. Uh-huh. God said I could have it and it's mine and I'm taking up possessing it. I don't know who this is for today. But the men, now let me show you what carnality does. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against these people for they are stronger than we. How many of you know, amen, that God loves for when we look at the situation and say, you know, that problem is bigger than me, but it's not bigger than my God. Amen. That problem is stronger than me, but it ain't stronger than my God. See, God was wanting to show them, amen, that I'm going to drive out these people. I'm going, ah, ah, ah. Moses, tell them that I am, that I am sent you. God wanted to show them, amen, what I had in store for you. But what did they say? We can't take it. We can't do it. We're not able. And they give the children of Israel a bad, what? A bad report. Now I want you to know, other than to believe a report, that they eyewitnessed the Red Sea folding back, and letting them cross a pillar of fire by night and a cloud of the day leading them. Yet when they come and hear the bad report, they begin to believe the bad report. Does it remind you of anybody? Huh? It's us. We still want to look at the circumstances. We still want to look at the surroundings. And the flesh begins to doubt. But I love Amen. This is what they were scared of. In the 32nd verse. The land through which we have gone as far as in a land that devours its inhabitants. It'll lead us. Why, we won't be nothing compared to it. We ain't got the faith. We don't have the strength. We don't know. We, the, well, they're giants. We can't fight such enemies as this. Now, let me show you the difference in these men that did not have faith and did not have courage. And, and, and I wanted to compare it to the men in the 14th chapter. Go down to the 6th verse, and this is what Joshua says. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jeremiah, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. Why did they tear their clothes? Can anybody tell me? Because they didn't like all the snakes. It was a sign of grief. It was a sign of, of, of displeasure. Joshua and Caleb standing here, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you causing the people to believe? What are you saying? We can take it. We serve an awesome God. 
We have, we serve a God with all power in his hand. Amen. This is what they said. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of uh, Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spake to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not, listen to what Joshua and Caleb said, only do not rebel against the Lord. For fear the people of the land, for they are our, what? What? Now one set of these people saying, they'll be like bread to us, we'll eat them. Do you see it? Am I reading yeah. wrong? Instead of saying they'll eat us, we'll eat them. What? <laughs> those of negative faith, those that, that was discouraged, said they'll eat us. They'll devour us. But these men said, no, no. We're going to eat them. We're the ones that's going to be victorious, not them. And then we go down. Now, I want to show you something today what your lack of faith can cost you. Because this is what the Holy Spirit showed me. Then the Lord said down in the 11th verse, after being upset with him, and listen, because what, what, what you've got to understand, if you go back before we get there, if you go back up to the 14th chapter, verse 1, it says all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept how long? That night. Oh, you're so much crybabies again. Oh, God. God brought us out of Egypt. We had cucumbers to eat there. We had salads. We had green. We had, we, I mean, we had a few stars on our back where we was whipped and beat. But we had better life there than we're going to have here. Listen to what the Lord said. How long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me? In other words, uh, why won't they believe my report? Why won't they take my word and stand upon it? Why must they take the word of a liar? Why must they want to believe uh, the devil who is a liar and the father of it? Today, whose report are you believing? The Lord said, How long will they not believe me? Now, I want to I want to show you something. Can, how long can we get by with walking faithless? How long can we get by by not believing God and believing what the world says? Well, let's see here. Let's see. In the 17th verse of the 14th chapter, it said, And now I pray. Let the power of my Lord be great, just as you have spoken. Amen. Now listen, the, 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 the Bible says that Moses said unto the, to, uh, the Lord told him, said, you know what? Get back away from in the 12th verse. I will strike them with the pestilence and disinherit them. 
and I will make of you a nation greater and mightier than they. In other words, what he said, what I said here last Thursday night, God said, just get away from me, Moses. Come over here. Come over here and stand. I'll wipe them out. I'll clear them out. But you know what? Moses being a interceder, just like Christ is for me and you. Moses said, God, don't do this. And listen to what he said. You know, I, I, can, I can picture Moses saying to God, I pray, let the power of the Lord be great, just as you have spoken, saying, the Lord is long-suffering and abundant in mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression. But let he, by, by, but he by no means clears the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. But be careful. Better be careful with your disobedience. Better be careful where you're going, what you're saying, what you're doing. Because it can it can last all the way down to the third and fourth generation. Pardon the iniquity of this people, I pray, according to the greatness of your mercy, just as you have forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. And listen to what the Lord said. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to to whose word? I'm, Moses, I'm going to do it for you, he said. As far as I'm concerned, I'm done with it. I'm done. I'm done. Finished. I'm done with it. And he was. None of that generation never got to see the promised land. They were so close to it, but yet they didn't get there. None of them. And because, listen, Moses did. He's no real. Neither did Aaron. There's a penalty to pay for sin, guys. Does God forgive us? Absolutely. Absolutely. But we've got to understand, and we better understand, when we go out here and we willfully sin and we do things, there's a price to pay for that. There's a price to pay for not following God's Word by detail. You want to buy our church or anything? You want to do? Our church ain't the only ones that looks like it. I want y'all to know that. I've been talking to other pastors. You want to know why? Because they haven't followed the word to the detail. It's just live haphazard. It's any way, every way. It don't matter. Let's just, you know, let's, let's do it for, let's do it because it's a good thing to do. No, wrong. Wrong. Well, preacher, I thought God was long-suffering. Well, let's look how many times he said it in the 22nd verse. I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to the test now these ten times. God said ten times they've done me this way. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, but ten times. And have not heeded my voice. They certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who reject me see it. But listen to this. But my servant Caleb because he has a different spirit. I pray to God today that we can have a different spirit. I don't want a spirit like everybody else's. Listen to what Caleb got because he had a different spirit. In him and has followed me fully, I will bring unto the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. 
What are you saying today? Caleb might not have got to go because if, if you read on the end of this story, the Bible says that God told him, all right, since you're cowards, since you won't walk by faith, and all you want to walk by is sight, back into the wilderness you go. Back, get back. Go back. Back into the wilderness. No, you're not getting to go back to Egypt or the cucumber. You're going back into the wilderness. Back in. And the Bible says they begin to cry then. Oh, oh God. No, not the wilderness. We repent. We, 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 we're sorry. We'll go. We'll go. And God said, no. No, you won't now. God told Moses, said, you better tell him. I'm not with him no more. I'm not fighting for him anymore. They let that mouth and they let their actions believe the wrong report. So now, if they try to go and I ain't with them, they will get whipped. They will be defeated. They will suffer loss. And you know what these stubborn people do? We don't care what you say, Moses. We're going to do it. We're not staying in the wilderness. And read the story. The Bible says they go in and the Amalekites attacked them and ran them, chased them. Amen. Why? Because God was not with them. See, you've got to be careful what you let that tongue of yours do to your spirit man. You've got to be careful by talking doubt, gloom, and doom when God says, I want good and prosperous and prosperity for you. The children of Israel, and, and the Bible says that Joshua got to go too. Joshua and Caleb was the only two out of that all that whole generation. All the rest of them never got to see it. Why? Because they believed the wrong report. What report are you believing? Are you believing the report, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? Are you believing the report, uh, all things work together for good to them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose? What report are you believing? Well, I know, preacher, but I pray for healing for my arm, but it still hurts. Third chapter of Isaiah says, But he was wounded for my transgressions, he was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and by his stripes I am healed. Well, I know, preacher, but I'm having to believe this pain right now. No. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. There's a lot of days, guys, I don't feel like a Christian. Does this mean I'm not? No. I'm saved. Because I believed in my heart and I confessed with my mouth that Jesus sits in the right hand of God. Making intercession. So what I want you to see today, whatever you're praying for, whatever you are envisioned for, the Bible says without a vision you're going to perish anyway. You're going to perish without a vision. So what's your vision? What, do you, what kind of vision do you have? Well, I know, preacher, but you know, I was raised poor. I was born poor. My daddy was poor. You know, uh, well, I can also say, you know what? My great grandpa was a liquor maker. My daddy was a sinner, so I guess I'm going to be a sinner. No, not so. Not so. I'm changing this. I ain't living under that curse. Why? Because I had believed 
the right report. Uh, what report is that preacher that Jesus Christ came to the earth through a virgin birth and that Jesus Christ walked upon this earth and that he died for my sins and that he was buried and that he arose on the third day and now he sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession for me. I believe that with all my heart and I'm going to die saved. Why? Because Paul said if I confess it with my mouth and believe it in my heart I shall be saved. It's how it could be written. He didn't say I might be. He said, you shall be saved. So today, with what you're asking God for, is the circumstances telling you can't happen? You messed up? You go to past that stage? Suck it up? Suffer? Suffer the afflictions? No, 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 not me. Not me. Ever since God showed me in Ronald's age, wasn't it? All things work together for my good. Amen. I ain't accepting no defeat. No. Now I might not understand it. And I don't know I may not be able to see why and how this could work out for my benefit, but I'm gonna trust God. Amen. I'm gonna trust God. I'm gonna believe that God is God. Amen. Caleb looked at him. Caleb looked at him. And those were tore their clothes and rented their clothes and said, What are you doing? What are you saying? What are you saying? You realize it is ours already. God told Abraham it was ours. I'm taking it. I'm going to get it. Who's reporting? The majority of these spies, 10 of them, said it can't happen. Can't happen. But how many of you know that God works in the mind of the majority? Huh? God does things that everybody else says it can't be. God has done the most miraculous things in mine and time and life. Uh, not because, hey amen, we was good people. Not because we was preachers. Not because we were singers or piano players or none of that. But God has worked good things in our life because we have stood in faith believing that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We diligently seek him. It's not easy to come to a church and preach to so many empty pews, but I'm diligently seeking him. I'm diligently here to help feed those that do show I told Brother Kennedy the other night, he said, uh, you know, when we're getting ready to start a revival, I'd love for you to be here. I said, no, I can't right now. Can't go. Love you. We pray for your revival. Hope God does one thing, but no, I can't go. I'm doing all I can do right now. To, to, to keep mine and hold my flock together that God has put me in charge of, to feed them. Amen. Get the birds out of the fur. Make sure they ain't got no cuts. And if they have, I pour in the wine, the word of God into it. And you see. So today, I ask you, whose report will you believe? I'm going to believe God. I'm going to say to God, he's been true and faithful to me. Friends has let me down. Friends has turned and walked away when I needed them the most at this church. I've had friends. That, you know how many people just told me in this church, Brother, we love you, Pastor Steve, and, and we're going to be right there with you. They're gone. They're gone. They're not here. They're gone. But my God is still right here. My God is still faithful. 
my God is still rewarding me and Sister Tammy. My God is still rewarding this church. Let me say this, and I'm not, I'm not saying this boastfully. But God told me when I opened the doors of this church to Sister Laverne, and I don't care whether anybody believes it or not, He said, don't worry about the finances. I'll take care of the finances of your church. He said, don't worry about that. Don't let that, don't let that smother your mind. Don't let that, don't let that uh, control the way you preach the word or the way you have services. He said, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure. Well, there's times in this church, I, tell, I was telling uh, somebody the other night back in the Sunday, there's times in this church in that little metal box, God miraculously puts amounts of money that I scratch my head on trying to figure out how he would put that kind of money in that box. And I can't figure it out. He said, with my mind, I can't. I can't because we don't have people that's got that kind of money. So I don't know if angels comes by and drops it in the box. I don't know how to get here. I just know that God said, I will take care of it. Just trust me. Just trust me. I will make a way out of nowhere. Amen. So today, listen, I refuse to believe the report of the enemy. And I'm reading and studying and searching to see what's in this for me. What's, what, what, what is in this covenant for me and you? See, had they known the covenant, had they had realized and done some search and research and found out what God promised to Abraham, there was no way they could lose. No way. No way. I mean, they were serving a God, and I'm coming to a close. My God, they're, they're serving a God that later on down in the chapter, uh, that wretched God hold the sun ball and stopped it from turning, just the earth from turning. Just held it right there with Joshua one battle. Now, what kind of God? How can you fight against a God like that? Mm -hmm. huh? I want him on my side. Amen. I want to be on his team. Amen. Amen. Well, preacher, I know, but it all has to do with the election. No, no. 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 You're not going to get a good report on the news. No. I know, preacher, but I'm scared of the economy. No. No. No, I ain't. I mean, I hate to see it fall. You know, I live in America. I love living in the land of the free, and I love living in the blessed. But my hope is not in the political system. My hope is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. Why? Because I've read his report. Yes. <laughs> I've read in what he says is my future beholds. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know how many people have listened to the lie of the devil and fallen and they, their joy has been took and they have no happiness no more. They're on drugs, they're on alcohol, they're on pills, they're on anything and everything. Amen. Trying to find what God was going to give them to be happiness, peace, and contentment. He had so much laid up in store for the children of Israel. So much. You know what he told them? Listen to this. And I love this. He said, I'll let you drink from wells you didn't dig. <laughs> I'll let you drink from vineyards that you didn't plant. I'll let you eat from, from harvests that you didn't plant. Amen. That's what he had in mind for him, Rick. He said, I'm going to take it from the wicked and give it to you. I'll drive them out of the land because they were sinful. Listen today, in closing. 
whose report will you believe? Keep reading the reports. Keep really listening. It's important. And, and I got news for you. Better not be born with with uh, with what the most say, because Israel listened to the most ten of them and rejected two of them that knew and trusted God, and they suffered majorly. Today, whatever you're going through, get in the Word of God and say, God, what do you what do you want out of my life in this? What what are you wanting from me? What do you need me to do? And you might be surprised that Sister O'Byrne, he might just say, all I need you to do is believe. Mm -hmm. I've already got it all worked out. Just believe. <coughs> what, what the Bible says that God accounted Abraham's faith and, 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 he, and accounted unto him righteousness because of his faith. God said, you're righteous because you believe. You stand in right standing with me because you believe. Why? 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 You know, because Abraham staggered not. He believed God, though, regardless of what. In fact, he believed God so much that he was one of the richest men in the land. But you know what? I ain't never found Brother Ricky or anywhere in God's Word where it says Abraham bought a house and built a house. He was in search all the time that he lived. He was in search, traveling, traveling. Well, how can you settle down? How, well, how, it don't make no sense. How can you settle down when God looks at you and says, look, as far as you can see, it's yours. Why well, be scared to death to build a house here? They may be way, way better land a thousand miles through there for me. I, I'm just, you know what the Bible says? God, Abraham, was always in search of a city whose builder and maker was... Walked up to Lot one day. Him and Lot's herdsmen got in a coil in an argument. And listen, this is, now this is the man of God. I want to show you the difference. Amen? In a man of God. God, Abraham walks up and tells Lot, pick what you want. Which one you want? What way you want? Who does that, Ricky? Who in the world is a land uh, owner and walks up and tells his nephew, pick out what side you want and I'll take the other side. You pick first. I tell you who. A man of God. A man of God. What did Lot choose? What did Lot choose? The land towards Sodom. Come on. I, I, I'll take that. And God said, well, I'm going to burn that. I'm going to destroy all that. Fire's going to come down from heaven and burn all that. Huh? Why? Why didn't it bother Abraham? Why didn't it bother Abraham? God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. Abraham, give it to lots. Take what you want. I'll take the rest. I'll take whatever you don't have. You know, you, you wouldn't have it. You get When the truth was, Ricky, God didn't give it to Lot. God told Abraham, it's yours. It's yours. So, whose report will you believe? Let us stand. Hey, come on, give us some time. I hope today you've got something from the Word of God today. Be careful what report you believe. I know, preacher, but my meals is coming due, and you know, Tanya sings the song over and over to you, and you cry and clap your hands over, you know, uh, about the meals coming due, and, and 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 what does God say? Didn't I do it before? Didn't I pay your bill before? Didn't I do this? Why, why would you cry now? Why are you, you know, why are you, why are you fretting? Why are you fretting? I told you, I would never leave you nor forsake you. 
But I would go all the way to the end of the world. I mean, you know, God says, if I have to, I'll send angels from heaven and, and they'll pay you power bills. Oh, preacher, you're talking stupid now. Am I? Or am I talking supernatural? Am I talking in the realm of God? Amen. 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 How's it go, Pastor? Then I walk on the water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times must he show to us and we still believe the enemy's report? That's what Israel does. In fact, God said ten times they've done me this way. Ten times. So today, quit looking at the circumstances and just walk in faith. There's a much happier ending by walking by faith than not by sight. Same thing.